0: Hello, world, and welcome back to Real Talk with Rajan, where nothing's off limits. I am your host, Rajan Lewis. Now, here on Real Talk, everything is debatable. So, on any given week, we could, we could be discussing anything from sports to music to politics. You name it, we'll discuss it. Now, let's get it cracking. Yeah, man. Once again, my name is Ray John Lewis. And for those who are new to the show, I break down the show into specific sections. The first part of the show is current events and topics. The second segment is my relationship slash family segment followed by the audience question segment. If you would like to call in during our audience question segment of the show, please write down this number. Uh, The number is 843-900-6847. That's 843-900-6847. The Lions will be opening around 7.30, and I will try to make this tonight's show a much briefer show because I'm definitely trying to get to Game 7 of Celtics versus Cavs. Yeah, man. If you can't hear the music, the music in the background is by my good homeboy, Daniel Laurie, a.k.a. Digger Jones. He was a guest on the show just a few weeks ago, and I always love when I have him on because he's such a great guest. But um, if you didn't see that show, make sure you check it out. So let's get into these topics, man. I want to start off just where I just why I just came in right there with the NBA playoffs. And I know that everybody who watches my show isn't necessarily an NBA fan, but please bear with me as I go through this because I am an NBA fan. I've born and raised before I was a fan of anything else, to be honest with you, I was a fan of the NBA. So I take my 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 fanhood very, very seriously. I am um, by trade, I'm actually a Heat fan, but we're sort of mediocre right now. So, you know, I'm, I'm still, I still have to be into the game and watching what's going on. Um, so with that being said, tonight, tonight, tonight is game seven. We got Cavs versus the Boston Celtics. And I can tell you that it's definitely going to be an interesting, interesting game um, for so many reasons. One, because we have what I'd like to call prime LeBron. Now, you may feel how you feel about LeBron James, but I will tell you that this man plays ball. And I expect nothing less than a stellar performance tonight from LeBron James. Will that be enough for them to beat the Boston Celtics? I don't know, to be honest with you. I'm not completely sure. But I do know one thing. I expect big things from him. Now, I will say this. The Boston Celtics are playing great basketball at this time. And because they're playing great basketball, I expect them to play great basketball at home. They are undefeated um, in the Boston Garden. So it's going to be hard. It's going to be a tall task for um the cleveland cavaliers to go into boston and get a w in game seven but if anybody can do it in game seven it's got to be one of the players that we consider that we no matter how you feel about lebron you've got to admit that he's one of the greatest basketball players that ever walked the face of the earth rather wherever you place him on the hierarchy of great basketball players you have to admit that he is definitely up there so lebron james like it's on you right It's on you. It's up to you to to show what you can do tonight, to show where you actually belong on that pantheon of great players. I see Chris saying, um, you know, not betting against LeBron. I've said this since the middle of the year when they were struggling. Until I turn on the NBA finals and some other team is playing in the finals that does not have LeBron James on the team from the East, I will not pick against LeBron. So, my bet is somehow, some way, LeBron and the Cavs figure out a way to win Game Seven and go on to yet another number eight in a row NBA Finals, which in and of itself is an amazing feat. Um, again, how, no matter how you, how you feel about LeBron James, you have to admit that that's an amazing, and ama- an amazing, amazing feat. So, you know, if he does it tonight, great. If he doesn't, I mean, the legacy speaks for itself. You know, we can have a discussion about LeBron or however you feel about LeBron or the discussion that I will probably never have again for the rest of my life. Maybe once LeBron's out of the league five, 10 years, we can start talking about LeBron versus that other guy again. But I'm not doing it here. I'm not doing it tonight because I don't got eight hours of my night to throw away with y'all, just to be honest with you. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, game seven tonight starts at 830. I believe it's on TNT probably. Sunday night's come on games come on TNT, not ESPN. So, I'll be looking forward to that. If you are a, f- a basketball fan, make sure you tune in and check out that game. Once again, this is Real Talk with Rajan. I am the host for Rajan Lewis for those who are first-time viewers of this show. We just finished talking about the Cavs and now I want to move on staying in the sports world, but really going into more of a um going into more of a hmm serious route, I'll call it. All right, so here's an article I posted it for you guys. It's the Trump, NFL players who don't stand during the national anthem maybe shouldn't be in the country. I really don't want to start the discussion there. I want to talk about the fact that since this whole uh, controversy has come up with Colin Kaepernick deciding to kneel during the national anthem, we've covered it several times here on Real Talk with Rajan. And again, please share this out if you haven't already. Um, we've covered it several times, my feelings on the NFL – and its reaction to the kneeling during the games. I think the NFL has really bungled it from the beginning, to be honest with you, because I think the NFL has shown itself, you know the term like your slip is showing? The NFL has shown me, and I think it's shown its fans, the things that they value. The things that they value. And one thing that they do not value is the thoughts and opinions of its players. This is where the NFL gets messed up as opposed to the NBA. The NBA though they do have a policy that says you must stand um, during the national anthem, they give the NBA players an opportunity to speak out and you don't reprimand them or rebuke them for giving their um, personal opinions. Now, some people may say, well, when I watch the NFL, I'm not watching it for to find out people's political views. And I can understand that. But the problem is this. You don't mind it when you agree with it. If the only time you say, well, I don't I want the NFL to stick to sports is when it's talking about the racial issues that are happening with our country, then your problem isn't with people showing their views. Your problem is with people showing their views about race relations in our country, which speaks to a larger issue, which is some people just don't want to talk about race. They don't want to talk about race largely because they're not comfortable with the discussion. They don't know how to have the discussion in a way that is um, productive. Let's just be honest, right? Most of these discussions about race in our country come down to um, name calling, come down to people pointing a finger, come down to people being disrespectful, people being offended. But if we were able to sit down and have these discussions in a substantive way, where we could get productive, a productive um, dialogue back and forth between people, we would definitely be more open to having these discussions. But we don't have those discussions in those ways. They don't happen in substantive manners. So let's go back to the NFL. Let's talk about the things that the NFL talks about openly that do not relate to football. And the NFL has Breast Cancer Awareness Month where the entire league wears pink. What does that have to do with the NFL? Nothing. What it has to do with the NFL is the same thing that this social injustice situation has to do with the NFL. People... in by and large a large segment of our country is uh, impacted by cancer rather be breast cancer colon cancer stomach cancer brain cancer skin cancer we identify with the fact that there is a larger issue that that needs to be that awareness needs to be brought to as it pertains to cancer so we can have a month where we say okay the entire NFL is going to wear pink to support breast cancer and breast cancer survivors. That's something I stand behind 100% wholeheartedly because I can look at the situation and say, that's a discussion that needs to be had, right? In the exact same vein, I understand why it's important that people shine a light on the injustices that are happening to minorities in our country by a minority of police officers. When you have a situation like the Sterling, I believe his name is Sterling Martin, that was just tased. And if you haven't seen the video, I'm going to post the link for you guys. NBA player tased. I'm going to. All right. If you haven't seen, if you haven't seen this video yet, you need to see it because it's quite alarming. All right. And when you have things like this happening in our country, then it's not hard to figure out why kneeling during a national anthem does not is not going at the soldiers they've said so many times this is not about the soldiers i was a soldier i am a veteran of the united states army proudly served proudly served my country and i definitely understand why that needs to happen now i'm going to go to the next point about this now i'm going to go to the next point about this was it sterling brown it's sterling brown all right so let's talk about the next point of this right people say well i don't like the method that they chose to protest okay Let's attack that issue. You don't like the method that they chose to to, to protest. Do you know why people don't like the method that they chose to protest? They don't like the method that they chose to protest because of the simple fact that you could not ignore it. I posted this on my page a few days ago, right? The purpose of a protest is to draw as much attention to the cause that you are trying to cause change in to be able to effectively and efficiently cause change. Where did the NFL players do it? On the sidelines. They weren't in the middle of the game, like at the end of the game, grabbing the microphone and saying, hey, we need to be stopping this or we need to be doing that. No, they used their platform to, as they stood on the sidelines, not saying anything, not turning their back on the flag, not being disrespectful, not doing any of those things. What they did was they shined a light on what they cared about by saying, by kneeling during the, um. national anthem now if you don't understand the the um the beginning of where where that came from and i am looking at you guys comments and i'm going to come back to them don't worry um if you don't understand the the, where the the beginnings or the the, um where it oriented from colin kaepernick originally sat down during the national anthem um during the preseason games he talked to a navy seal a former Navy SEAL about more respectful ways to protest what he was trying to do, to bring attention to the thing that he was trying to bring attention to without being disrespectful to the flag or to the soldiers. That gentleman, former Navy SEAL, says, kneel. Colin Kaepernick saying, I want to bring attention to my issue without disrespecting the flag, decides to kneel. And from that point, the people who decided that they were going to be upset regardless were upset. They were upset. Also the people. So this goes on, which led to Colin Kaepernick pretty much becoming a martyr of the league because he's out of the league. And I said it when, when he opted out, which I think was a bad decision on his part. And I want to make sure I say this. He had a $16 million contract for the next year. He opted out betting on himself that he'd be able to get another deal because he was good enough to get another deal. And he was definitely good enough to get another deal. But we know politics, right? So he didn't get another deal. He didn't get another opportunity to play in the league. And now he's pretty much going around the country, making speeches, and um and trying to affect change in another way while still trying to get back into the league. Do I think he's going to be back in the league? No. Now Eric Reed, who was his teammate, who advocated for everything that he advocated for, is also – out of the league now. Eric Eric Reed was an All-Pro corner, All-Pro safety. So even if you say, even if you said, oh well, Cap wasn't good enough. Eric Reed was an All-Pro last year, not last season, the season before. All-Pro. He was injured the year after. All-Pro safety. He's out of the league. He can't get a job. He was actually called in. Kaepernick was also called in by the Seahawks this year, right? And. They asked him, would you be willing to not kneel for the flag? He said, no. Never heard from him again. So for those who are saying, well, Caps not out of the league because of the kneeling, you're absolutely, absolutely being disingenuous. You're absolutely being disingenuous. But let's go back to my major point, which is people who wanted to be upset were going to be upset regardless. Do you know why? Because you couldn't ignore the issue. You had to talk about the issue because it was right there in your face. So what the NFL decided to do was this. They decided to go behind closed doors and have a meeting. And in their meeting, they decided, without an actual vote, by the way, they did a poll, but they didn't do a vote. They decided with all but two teams voting for this, we're going to give money to social Justice, um, social justice groups. But if they decide that they want to protest on the field, we're going to find them and we're going to penalize the team. <laughs> right? We're going to finalize. We're going to find them. We're going to penalize the team. If you want to stay, if you want to come out on the field during the national anthem, you have to stand for the for the flag. Couple things there. One. Couple things there. One. That's forced patriotism. Now, I just taught my kids about World War II in my class. And um, nationalism was one of the things that led to World War II. Nationalism was one of the things that led to Hitler. I'm just saying. So if you if I'm lying, look in the history books. Look at the things that he did. Look at the things that he forced. Look at the things that he enforced. The things that he required from his his the people in his country that he ruled over as a tyrant. And I want you to look at what's going on right now. And I want you to tell me that I'm wrong. Tell me that I'm wrong about that. And if you if you want to have a debate about that, I already I always tell people 843 900 6847. Call me. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about where I'm wrong on this, right? Because no matter what, telling me telling me that even as a even as a veteran telling me that I have to stand for the flag no I don't there is not one law that says you have to stand for the flag not one now if I'm in the military I do there is a law UCMJ is regulations all right but I'm a civilian and so are. Football players, they're civilians. Now, people also say, "Well, you know, their job has the right to tell them to do what they want." Cool. All right, that's what's up. I don't want to stay there too long, but I'm just gonna say, I, def- I definitely disagree with that um rule by the NFL, and I hope that they realize how tone deaf that is. I hope they realize how tone deaf that decision was. All right, on um, the Sterling Ster- Sterling Brown tasering, that is so bad that is so bad um and the video like I said I posted a video in the in the in the in the feed please check that out if you haven't seen it yet and that can't happen that can't happen and my understanding is that the officer that tased um sterling brown was an african American officer so this isn't even a black white thing this is definitely and this I really don't want to talk about this, but blue lives matter, right? Blue lives matter. Blue Blue refers to police, right? The problem is this. What about when black police officers who are off-duty get mistreated by police officers? Do blue lives matter then? Or do blue lives matter only matter? Do blue lives only matter when they're in uniform? i'm just gonna say that and i'm gonna leave that there that's all i'm gonna say about that there like i said i do not want to stick on this point too long i'm gonna read through some of the comments i'm gonna go back um to where i started started this segment uh let's see we need to pull our stock from the nfl until a change is made this is brian um it's one thing to say you disagree with how the protest is being handled and still continue to watch support has to be pulled drop viewership numbers and ticket sales Pull on their money, to me, that's the only way. Brian, I think you're absolutely right. And I am telling you that if the NFL goes into this season with that rule, I will not be watching. Flat out. And that includes everything, including the Super Bowl. Just not. And I'm a Niners fan. I'm a diehard Niners fan. If you look on the wall above me, there is a big Niners logo. I've been a Niners fan since I was a little little boy. And I will not watch the season at all. Um, I, cut, I cut my Sunday ticket last year, and I didn't watch any games up until, I think, week 11. And then week 11, week 11 I was watching games that came on network television, but I, I really didn't watch anything um, outside of that. I will definitely not watch anything this year if that happens. A lot of people don't know that the government funds the NFL because they use the NFL's recruiting method. Absolutely. The NFL definitely, the NFL gets an $8 million check from the, from the, um, from the military every year. The Department of Defense pays the, the, the NFL $8 million every year, every single year. If they really were about this patriotism life, they would say, keep your money. Keep your money. We will promote you for free. But they won't because it's not about patriotism for them. It's about appearing patriotic. And that's the worst kind. That's the worst kind. Um, protest makes you uncomfortable. Definitely. Chris, um, I'm preaching tonight. I see you, Brian. Thank you, bro. Um, cap even started out sitting until he talked to green break. Yeah. I remember I talked, I talked about that. Um, either this is America or it isn't absolutely either. We are the land of the free and home of the brave, or we are not either. We are the land of the free, the people who are allowed to make decisions for ourselves and have freedom of speech, or we are not. I also have a problem with this. And I've been here way too long, but that's all right, because I'm I'm cooking, all right? Also this. We had a protest in Charlottesville, which we talked about, and our president stood up for Nazis. Nazis. For their First Amendment right. But NFL players don't get First Amendment rights. Whatever, man. Nazis that killed people. And the NFL has shown that they're more willing to back up the, with people that men that beat women. They will stand behind men that beat women more than they will men who stand up for their community. That's all I need to know. That's all I need to know. I'm That's all I need to know. And I'm not and I really didn't want to stay there this long. I've been on this topic way too long already. What's up, Miss Joyce? How you doing? Um. Chris, I find it funny that kneeling is disrespectful, but every sporting event I go to, there's some drunk, drunk obnoxious fan talking during the national anthem. Also true, right? Also, this: I went to um, a Panthers game last year with um, with with one of my with my mentees with my mentees' um, father, and during the national anthem, people walk around getting drinks during, at the concession stand. They didn't stop the concession stand during the national anthem. They definitely didn't. How about this? Why don't they stop cameras during the national anthem? Why don't they say, you know what? During the national anthem, all we're going to do is put a picture up of the flag. And that's all we're going to show because we want to show patriotism. But that's not what they're doing. That's not what they're doing, man. And that's I'm going to call out hypocrisy every single time. Ten times out of ten, I will call out hypocrisy. Ten times out of ten, and in this way, the NFL is definitely being definitely being hypocritical, which is what I hate. Yep. All right. So I'm gonna leave that there. Um, There's some other things I said I would talk about tonight. Let me make sure I find them. Um, yeah, man, but yeah, I'm I'm definitely that's got me hot, man. Like that that has me hot because I hate I hate, hate 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 hypocrisy. hate it man and it's it's not this school shooting situation so we had another school shooting we had another school shooting in fact since last time i did real talk with Rajan, which was two weeks ago we've had two school shootings we've had two one in texas and i believe one in arkansas so now we got georgia who just approved um georgia just approved having arming teachers Arming teachers. Now let's share this out, right? Let's share this out real quick because I want I want I want these streets to really get in on this discussion. Because let's let's share this out. If you can, please go ahead and share this out. I'm talking about arming teachers. Arming teachers. Because maybe people didn't want to talk about the last topic. I know that's a sensitive topic. And honestly, one of the things that I, I focus on and I try to make a point of is to 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 have discussions that are difficult to have, honestly, in a substantive way. And, and understand also if, that if you disagree with me, I want you to step up and say, Rajan I disagree. Rajan, you're way off. Rajan, there are a bigger issue that you're not considering when you're talking about this. I want you to tell me these things because I want to grow. I want to learn. I want to grow. I want to learn, right? I want to grow and I want to learn. So if I'm wrong, Please, oh, and I will post a link, man. I will post a link to my, my page so you guys can check out Real Talk with Rajan on the YouTube, and I'll put that up as well. Um, Taylor, what's up, Taylor Camp? What's going on, Miss Campanelli? Oh, wow. Thank you so much for watching tonight. Um, but, yeah, so please share this out. So right now I want to talk about this. I want to talk about arming teachers because I've, I've addressed this before on the show. And I want to I make sure that I'm abundantly clear about how I feel about arming teachers. I want you to know how I feel about arming teachers. That's important. And again, this is a topic that I've discussed on Real Talk before. Um, but according to this article, and I want to make sure that I do cite the article. This is articles by Newsweek. And it says that the Georgia school board unanimously votes to arm teachers. All right. The Georgia School Board unanimously votes to arm teachers. All right. It says a northern, a school district in northern Georgia, unanimously voted Thursday night to arm teachers with guns who volunteer to carry. Teachers will be permitted to have guns holstered and not be allowed to have guns in bags or post um, purses under the new policy. So I guess you have to have a concealed carry um, license. Fannin County School Board approved the proposal that said employees must be approved. By the Board of Education and the Fannin County Sheriff before being allowed to carry a gun on school campuses, the approved teachers will be trained on judgment, pistol, and long gun shooting at a minimum. All right. So, <laughs> so, <laughs> so, let's let's think what was going on in our country at this time. Police officers. Police officers who we have hired to protect and serve the people of America on a day-to-day basis and probably who are the most trained people that pertains to weapons in our country can't decide when or not to shoot somebody. They're licensed, right? So let's take the same situation and let's put a teacher in this situation. Let's put a teacher in this situation. Let's take any any teacher. Let's let's call her because we know I'm gonna use dem- demographics. Um, according to demographics, most teachers are younger, um, Caucasian, um, sorry, um, are Caucasian females. I want to say younger Caucasian females now. I don't know if y'all, you know, know what's happening in our country, but there's apparently some kind of like general, like fear of black people. So you take somebody and I'm not talking about, and again, I, I'm i not saying that all teachers are afraid of black people. I will make sure I clear this because I'm a teacher and I work with several teachers that do a great job of working with African-American students. And I've, I've, Spoke about that several times on this show before. So before somebody watches this show and says, oh, Rajana's is saying that all white teachers are against black students or afraid of black students. That's not what I'm saying. My entire team is is made up pretty much, other than me, if you've seen the pictures, of younger white women and they do a great job with my African, not my African-Americans, with the African-American students. So I don't want to to make it seem like that at all. What I'm saying is this. There is a general problem with African-American students or African-American people in our country and a general distrust of African-American people in our country. So you take a person who is already afraid of someone based on their race and and this is not again this is not the large majority this is the, the minority and let's give them a gun and one day when little Tyrone or little Tyrese and I use Tyrone and Tyrese because my, I have nephews named Tyrone and Tyrese so I can use their names um little Tyrone Tyrese is is maybe moving towards them in a in a, what they consider to be a threatening manner how long before we have how, how many how, how long before we have a shooting of a student by a teacher how long how long do you think it take? how long do you think it would take before we have a, a shooting of a student by a teacher I think the solution to the school shooting situation is and I've said this before is to have more police officers at schools is to have metal detectors at every single school not just not just what we deem to be the bad schools because again If you look at the problem, what we deem to be the bad schools are not having these mass shootings. I went to North Charleston High School. North Charleston High School is considered to be one of the bad schools, right? And I love North Charleston High School, so please don't say Rich John Lewis is bashing North Charleston High School. It's considered to be one of the bad schools. North Charleston High School has never had a mass shooting. Have people been shot at basketball games? Definitely. Football games? Definitely. But... During school? Nope. So that tells me that the issue is not that we need to have metal detectors in just the bad schools. I'm talking about every single school in our country needs to invest in metal detectors. And that's a pretty easy budgeting thing. That's that's pretty simple. We just write that into the budget. You write that into the budget, and that's taken care of. Now, the kids are safer because nobody can get into the school without first going through a metal detector. Problem solved, problem solved, problem solved, right? And if I'm wrong, if I'm oversimplifying this, please say Rajan, you're not considering this. But I'm telling you this, arming teachers will cause more problems than it solves. Because I will tell you that I'm a pretty nice teacher. I'm a pretty cool teacher. My students love me and I love my students. But even I run into problems with parents at times. Let me come to school with a gun. How about that, right? Let me come to school with a gun. Let's see how many, how many, how many people feel <laughs> feel safe because Mr. Lewis has a gun. Let's see how many how many how many people feel safe with that happening. Mr. Lewis has a gun. Even though Mr. Lewis is a great, a great guy. Mr. Lewis is a great teacher. I'm a big fan of me, just saying. How many people will feel safe or will feel unsafe because Mr. Lewis, licensed to carry, teacher, has a gun? I'm just saying. It will create more problems than it will solve. And anything that will create more problems than it will solve, you need to avoid completely. All right? That's all I'm going to say about that. Um, please continue to leave your comments. I want to get to the comments. Um, let's see. Brian, I wonder if they realize all the black and brown people just... Oh, yeah. Oh, He's still talking to football. I wonder if they realize that if all the black and brown people decided to stop playing football bes- behind this, they would have to stop watching tennis. True. This is actually true. Um, they always talk about the fans that will leave because they hate the protest. How about the fans that stop watching because... They were protesting, which is another issue. Yeah. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you so much, Ms. Joyce. I appreciate that. What's up, Shell? I see you. Hey, Tisa, what's going on? Um, Hey, Tisa, uh, shout out to We Are Their Voices. They're having a big event June 9th. June the 9th. Please, I'm going to post their stuff on, on my page so you guys can check it out. Um, we Are Their Voices, they're having their, um, their annual dinner um, fundraiser. Please check them out. They're going to be dope. Um, Brian, this will only lead to more black and brown deaths, in my opinion. Tension is already crazy, and the idea of white, the white terrorist still has not been completely accepted in America yet. We are still painted in the picture as the danger in this country. So since we are considered the number one danger in the eyes of white, of this whitewashed country, who's getting shot first? I think that's a good point. I think that's a good point. Um, African Americans are painted as dangerous, despite the fact that African Americans have not... Com- has not have not completed one school shooting yet i mean if we're talking about these mass shootings they aren't being done by african americans and that's not you know that that's just numbers i'm I'm not even trying to be i'm really and I, and i hope i hope that my heart in this matter is being heard because people can take your words and try to twist your words to mean them what they want them to mean Cause that's why, so that's why I do qualifiers for everything that I say so that it is definitely crystal clear the points that I'm trying to make and the, the, the things that I'm trying to address. I am not saying, and I want to say again, I want to fervently say again, I'm not saying that all white people are racist. Nope. I'm not saying all white people have problems with black people because I know many, many, many people that, do have, a, that have great relationships with African-Americans. The people that I work with are amazing people, amazing people. Right. But there are definitely still a segment of our country who has a problem with brown, black and brown people. And if we walk around acting like these people don't exist, we're walking around with our heads in the sand and we cannot, cannot, cannot afford to do that. And that will be something that I will always say. I'm 36 now. When I'm 56, I'll still say the same thing. When I'm 76, i am still say the same thing. Until that segment of people no longer walks the face of this earth, I will make sure that, it's, I, I, that people know that I understand that they do exist. And when they hear things like this, and when they hear me talking about things like this, the things that I talk about on my show sometimes, they may say, oh, he's always talking about race. He's always talking about race, and he's always talking about racial issues. Do you know why? Because I want to engage the discussions. I'm not calling you names. I'm not talking about people who don't ascribe to these certain mindsets. I'm talking about people who do. I'm talking about people who refuse to change and people who refuse to walk around with their heads in the sand and not acknowledge the 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 scourge on our country that has impacted us for hundreds of years. Hundreds of years. And it will not go away until we as a country decide it has to stop. Hey Ms. Kathy, we have to decide that it has to stop. You know, um and I speak to I speak about this with with you know with the people that I work with all the time. And I will say that we are able to have substantive discussions. And my prayer is that, you know, and, and I'm I'm very I'm a pretty transparent person, my prayer is that they um is that they definitely can see my heart in this thing, man, because, like, I never, I, if, if what I'm saying makes you uncomfortable, I hope that it makes anybody uncomfortable enough to hit me in the inbox and say, Rajan, I want to know more about what you're talking about. I want to understand what you're talking about, but it's hard to have this discussion as a white person. It's hard to have this discussion as an Asian person. It's hard to have this discussion as a Hispanic person. It's hard to have this discussion as a Jewish person. I want to have these discussions in a meaningful way and I don't want to talk at you. I want to talk to you. I want to engage you. Because the only way we will ever come, it's the only way we're going to change the world, guys. It's the only way. Walking in the, down the same road, expecting different results repeatedly, doing the same thing, expecting different results, is the definition, textbook definition of insanity. Be mindful of the enemy's devices. Steal, kill, destroy. Sift us as of we, as, as we. The enemy decide, desires to sift us as we. And the one, one of the things that the enemy has used over time repeatedly to sift us and to separate us and divide us is race. And this isn't just race between blacks and whites. This is with, with blacks and blacks. We are more divided within the African American race than any other race is in general. And that's another discussion for another day. I'm not gonna have that discussion right now. But I'm definitely thankful that um, I'm able to have this discussion. I've, I think this video's been on 46 minutes. 46 minutes. So I want to go back and read the comments because um, it looks like you guys have been giving a lot of comments. Preach, Res, Amen. I'm just, I'm just, I'm, I'm sharing. I'm, hard, I'm soul on wax, man. That's, that's what I am. Brain and voice spots. I try to filter my thing so I say it in a way that it can be received, but understand. That's yes, serious. Thank La- you guys for the comments. Um see, Larry says, um, continue being a voice. Thank you. Uh Mike, we're always arguing we need the non-racist to speak up within the family structure. Accepting your dad who, for who he is, is fine and all. But maybe if they speak up, they can have less, we can have less headaches. Fact. And also, open racism is like. At, all, at a high that it hasn't been since the Jim Crow era. There was something that happened in the Barack Obama presidency that, that followed the Barack Obama presidency that led to people being way too comfortable, being way too racist. I'm going to say that again. There's something that happened during the Barack Obama presidency that made people feel way too comfortable with being way too racist, and if you don't understand what I mean by that, all you need to do is Google some stuff. Just use the Google machine. Go to the Google machine, because people are getting really bold. People are really bold. People are getting really bold, and thank God nobody's gotten that bold on my on my 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 um video stuff yet, but. Whatever. Um, Let's see. Charvis, question. Why do you think blacks are the only group to not get reparations? Just wondering my thoughts. Great question. Great question. All right, so reparations, right? We know that Native Americans got reparations, to my understanding. Um, Asians, Chinese got reparations. Japanese got reparations. I don't know if Jewish people got reparations. Um because they weren't really like targeting our country. But a lot of people got rep- reparations. Uh I haven't really given that a lot of thought. But I will say, just, just to answer your question, I think that we know the answer to that question. We know the answer to why African Americans didn't get and won't get reparations. I know that um South Carolina Senator Marlon Kipson has once again has um has put up a bill, he's put up a bill um, to be argued on the Senate floor, South Carolina Senate floor for reparations for African Americans, and just like any other call for reparations, I believe it's going to be shot down because I don't believe that a certain segment of the country will allow for. Hmm, will allow for African-Americans to get a certain amount of power or get a certain amount of money um, as a whole, as a whole. Now, my prayer is that one day somebody, that enough people will be of the right mindset, that they'll realize that there are some wrongs that happened in our country that need to be corrected. Do I think that the problem will be corrected by giving black people money? No, I don't. I think that the problems can be solved in many other ways. And one of the things that I'm a very big advocate for, and if you know me, you know one of the things I'm a very big advocate for is preemptive or um, precautionary um, funds, precautionary activities, precautionary um, spending. Now that precautionary spending will go to, guess what I'm about to say? Mentorship programs and recreation programs within the community. I think every single city, every single state should have money built in to sponsor and fund government-sponsored and government-funded mentorship programs. I think every single state and every single city city should. Every single one. Every single one. Because without without those things, without those things, we're going to continue to have this cycle. Giving large sums of money to certain segments of people is, is not going to not gonna do any good. Will it stimulate the economy? Probably for a short period of time. But will it solve the problem? No. Because let's just say, I, let's say I give, dang, I don't want to say that. If I give certain people um, money, they're going to go out and they're going to ball out, right? They're going to ball out. They're going to go to the Gucci store. They'll go take a trip to Europe or something like that and come back with no money. They'll spend money, but they're not going to invest. They're not going to do the things that were require that 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 will be required to actually make substantive change. So just gi- giving money to black people would not solve the will not solve the problem or or, or close the gaps that were created by 400 years of slavery it won't. It won't. It just won't. And, um, yeah, I see you B. Thank you for watching, man. Um, that's, that's free education. I think free education definitely should be like free education. Like, and those are again, precautionary, preemptive measures. Those are the things that I'm a big fan of. I know like there's so much money in it and, and, and I get why so much money is put into stopping recidivism which if you don't know what recidivism is, one, you need to Google the word because it's a great word to use in a sentence. And two, it means stopping people from going back to prison after they've gotten out of prison. I understand why that's important. But more funds should be directed towards keeping people out of prison in the first place. And things that, will, that, will, that, that can do that and have shown, have shown the ability to do those things are mentoring programs. Are uh, sports recreational programs? How many times? How many times have you seen in the hood that they tear down a basketball court and put up a tennis court? When that happens, have you seen crime in that neighborhood go down or up? Because I know what I've seen. Because all the kids that used to go to the basketball court right up the street now either they have to find a court they have to find a way to the court or the gym way down the street that you have to pay to get into which they probably don't have money to do or they find something else to do with their time we got to put more money into the kids we got to put more money into the kids and by putting money into the kids i don't mean by building prisons i do not mean by building prisons and if you if you invest if you watch Real Talk Rajan, I don't know if people watch Real Talk Rajan. I don't know how many, how many viewers I got tonight. I, still have, I have ninety-five comments, which is dope. Shout out to y'all. But if you are investing in privately owned prisons, shame on you. Shame on you. One of the biggest scourges on our country, in addition to institutionalized racism, is the privately owned prison. System, you should not be able to make money off of somebody making a mistake and going to jail. That's all I'm gonna say about that. That's all I'm gonna say about that because that's 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 despicable because it leads to so many problems. And actually, if you watch the show Orange is the New Black, they did a great job of depicting. What happens in privately owned prison situations? You end up instead of having people in prisons, now they're just numbers. And the more people you can, the more money you can save, the better that prison is for its investors. So you start seeing them cut back on things that they probably should be spending money on. And, of course, the people are in prison, they made a mistake. You know, they they, they committed a crime, and they deserve to serve their time. I'm a big believer that if you do the crime, you should do the time. But you're still a human being. You're still a human being. And I will never, ever, I will never, ever, ever um, vouch or stand up for people who treat people like animals. There's a lot more I wanted to get into tonight, but I'm not going to because... I've already been on here a long time, and the game will be coming on in about 30 minutes. I haven't eaten dinner yet. So thank you so much for watching this week. Reminder that the show is now split into two parts, Wednesday at 7 p.m. where I interview my local celebrities, and on Sundays at 7 p.m. will be my live show. Now, I actually I actually, am going to be replaying one of my old shows this Wednesday night, that I'm going to edit and put on there with Miss Deborah Powell Anderson of the Spot 47 free groceries, free, a fair deal grocery. Um, I didn't get an opportunity to edit her show because I had some problems with my computer. So I want to make sure I get that back on. So please make sure you tune in on Wednesday night at 7 o'clock to find out about her organization and what they're doing in the community. Do not be the person that does not, don't be the person that left out because you didn't tune in. Sorry. If you are doing something in the community that you would like to have a light shined on, please reach out to me on the Real Talk Lines, 843-9006-847. That's 843-9006-847 or at realtalkwithraijan at gmail.com so that we can discuss getting you on the show. If you're doing something that you're trying to shine a light on, give me an opportunity to help. You know, I know we, we think that nobody cares what we're doing, but people would care if they knew. And sometimes we don't publicize ourselves enough. So please, please, please tune in and find out about what's going on at the Fair Deal, uh, Fair Deal Groceries, the spot 47 on Wednesday. And yeah, if you'd like to be made aware of when I go live, because sometimes it is unscheduled, please be sure to click the follow tab on my page and turn on the notifications so that you will know when something new has been posted to the page. Because I don't always let you know in advance. I'm also doing the Minute to Win It series. The Minute to Win It series is something that I do to sort of get like one minute motivation. So if you like motivation, you like things like that, please um, check those out, Minute to Win It. It's only it's less than 60 seconds every single time I make sure of it. So check those out. Leave comments. Leave questions. Leave whatever. If there's something you'd like me to do a Minute to Win It on, let me know so I can do one of those videos for you. Um, in the meantime, please stay up to this. Please follow me on social media to stay up to date with what's happening on Real Talk Rajan. On Twitter, I am at Real Talk Rajan. On Facebook, I am at Real Talk with Rajan. On YouTube, I am at Real Talk with Rajan. On Periscope, I am at Real Talk Rajan. On Instagram, I am at Real Talk Rajan. And now, 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 I am on what's that thing called? SoundCloud at Real Talk with Rajan. My podcast is also available on the Apple Music and Google Music Play. We are moving up, y'all, I'm telling you. And it's all because of you. Please feel free to leave comments, questions, or whatever else you'd like to say in the comment section or the section below. I love reading your messages and getting feedback, even if it's negative. If you love the show, say, Rajan I love the show and here's why. If you don't like the show, say, hey, Rajan I hate your show and here's why. But talk to me, let me know what you think. The comment section is always open and so is my inbox. I am currently accepting invites to, for speaking engagements and event hosting opportunities. If you'd like me to speak at a host your event, you can do so through my Facebook page or you can email me at realtalkwithrajan at gmail.com. Always, always, always remember that if a man doesn't stand for something, he will fall for anything. Now that is Real Talk. Thank you for coming to grow with me. I'm still growing. So are you do it together. I love you guys. See you next week. Peace!